Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official untapped podcast. Your weekly look at what's happening in the untapped community and the world of beer. Ever hear of Basquatch? Of course you have. We reviewed him last year. How about Colossal Claude? Rogue Ales and Spirits, the pioneer of craft beer based in Oregon, is telling their legendary stories in the Monsters of IPA animated series. Sit back, crack open a beer, and watch as the Monsters of IPA reveal the origin stories behind these mysterious cryptids and the beers brewed in their honor. Follow along at Rogue Ales on Instagram and learn more at monstersofipa.com. Well, quiet down, John. You smell that? Could it be those things that go bumping the night back again? One, a creature born of volcano ash and fire, or perhaps an ancient sea serpent hoarding wisdom? Deep? Or, oh no, wait, hold on. That's not, <laughs> just, that's, there's nothing there. Just beers rolling around, and a couple beers. Just rolling behind the desk for some... Wait a second. These aren't just beers. These these are monster beers! <laughs> hey, hey, Harry. Are you okay, man? Whoo! All right. Sorry about that. I'm a little late to today's, uh, today's show. Who turned the lights out in here? What's going on? Did we start recording already? Yeah, this oh, is live, my goodness. bud. You're doing good. Oh, Great no, shirt. So, so good. Sorry about that. I, uh, I don't know what came over me. Is it? Is it Monsters of IPA tonight? Is it happening? It happened. Oh, my gosh. All right, good. Lucky us. We have got all sorts of guests on by tonight, not just Bad Squatch, who everyone should remember from episode 26 of last season of Drinking Socially. But Colossal Claude is here tonight in Imperial IPA. He's going to join the party and help us unlock the Hopped Up Badge. And you won't just have to hear John and I pontificate about these beers. We're bringing in an actual expert, Egan Moore, VP of Marketing and Creative for Rogue Ales and Spirits. He'll be shining some light on these creatures of the night. So grab your flashlight and an extra sandwich. We're heading to the woods, heading to the coasts, and we're going to see... Which of these monsters of IPA brings the most bite? You heard Harrison right. Monsters <laughs> attacked him, but he's back. And the badge that we're featuring on this episode of Drinking Socially to honor the monsters of IPA is yes. the hopped up badge on Untapped. This one is a little bit easier to learn to earn than the last one we featured. <laughs> To earn this badge, all you have to do is check into a beer with an IBU over 65. And I know Harrison and I often say that IBUs don't really matter because for the most part, they don't. But (laughs) on Untapped, if a brewery is kind enough to give us an IBU rating and it's over 65 and you check into that beer, congrats. You're closer to earning or leveling up the hopped up badge. And I can pretty much guess we're going to have a, a, a monstrous beer to help us get one step closer to hopped up level next. Harrison, what are we drinking tonight? That's right. We have the one and only Colossal Claude 
from Rogue Ales and Spirits. There he is here on YouTube, sweeping across the screen. That guy is not messing around. The teeth on that thing. Seriously, oh, man. That's a, that's a beast. That's a monster. So and it's an Imperial IPA or double IPA. 8.2% ABV, 75 IBUs. So that's great. I'm pumped to, for that alone. Um, it carries a 3.85 rating on untapped. And from Rogue, they say it's been a few decades since a Colossal Clause sighting has been reported. We're fairly certain the massive sea monster has been laying low off the coast of his favorite brewery. Word has it that after years of terrifying sailors and feasting on salmon, he acquired a taste for hops. So we brew this Imperial IPA with a colossal dose of Cascade, Chinook, Citra, and Strata hops in hopes of coaxing Claude out to join us for a pint. Boom. Love it. Love the story. Love the fun that Rogue is having here. And love the hop combo. Look at that. John's already got it. Opened up, poured out. Looks nice. Smells nice. Did you already get, grab a first sip, John? What do you know? Yeah, I had to. This monster's got teeth, man. You want to get them right out of the can and into one right. of my favorite glasses. Get them in there. And there's an analogy in here where this monster has teeth, and this is kind of like a West Coast-leaning beer in flavor. Yeah. West Coast-leaning IPA, uh, 85, 75 IBUs. So we can expect a little bitterness or perceived bitterness. And... This beer does a great mm. job of giving me exactly that, that Ooh. piney, resinous, almost tastes like you maybe like almost accidentally chewed on a hot pellet just for a right. second. Right. And then it's, it's just wiped away with like Ooh. a little bit of juiciness from, I would, uh, uh, I don't know, is that early edition hops that are giving me that fruit flavor in the back of the sip? I'm already lost in this beer. I'm going back for more. <laughs> Those would probably be the late edition hops that get like the fruit uh, that if you're getting fruit from it and it's more flavor than the bitterness. And one of the things I, so this is great. This is delicious. You're right. You nailed it, John. It's bitter in the front. It's got a fruity finish. And looking at the hops, when you dive into, um, into uh, Rogue's website about Colossal Cod, they talk even more about all the hops that are in here. And it's a this really cool combination of like old world and new world hops, or old school and new school, or whatever you want to call it. Where there's Cascade and Chinook. Chinook is sea hops, high and alpha acid. So probably going to guess, yeah, they're uh, yeah they're doing early editions with those really bitter hops. Then like Belma, Eureka, Strata, those are like really fruity uh, Southern Hemisphere hops. Um, which you see in newer beers. So they're like blending these two worlds of brand new, crazy fruity hops and then old school piney dank ones into one beer. And it's, it's, and it does exactly that. You get that nice kind of earthy bitterness and then it finishes with a nice fruity punch to it. And I love it. I mean, this is, this is awesome. It's, um, it tastes like really, I remember double IPAs tasting. Here we go again, talking about the past and a little better than I remember, but (laughs) right, right. It's a nostalgic right. beer. Mm-hmm. It's got wheat in it, oats in it too. So it's got a nice body, um, Pilsner malt. And then they use their Imperial Juice yeast, which I'm sure just accentuates a lot of those late hop additions and brings the juice uh, juice out even more. 
but I'm digging it. This is Chris is going to not last very long. Oh boy. Here we go. The monster's winning. Everybody wins. This would be a beer. I'd imagine if you just started liking IPAs in the last year or two, this would be a beer that would be kind of a challenge for you. Um, or like, like I reference, like dirt wolf is the beer that converted me into yep. like, I can like IPAs. Finally, this would be, if you're drinking hazy fruit forward IPAs and you jump into Claude, that's, it's, it's a monster. Um, it is. But what I love is that it's not just that like uh, late 2010 bitter 100 IBU, like right. there's some fruity relief in here that's actually delicious. Yes, there it is. I think that's a perfect this is a way. cheeseburger beer. Cheese, Ooh, meat. Yeah. On it, Get it in there. Right through it. That's it. Uh, now I'm so hungry, which surprise, surprise. All we do in this show is talk about beer and then food and then complain about being hungry. That's not all we do. We do cool stuff like it's have awesome guests. Yet. Right. That's, but no, we're, we're doing something different today. We're going to we're going to stop talking about food for now and also stop guessing about this beer and guessing why this really cool promotion is happening. Again, if you guys haven't jumped over to Monsters of IPA dot com, check it out. These videos that Rogue has put together are so cool. And Hagen Moore, their VP of Marketing and Creative, we're going to talk to him right now about it. But he's got such a cool story. He's a really cool dude. So I'm pumped to sit down with him and talk about these monsters in real life or as real as they might be. And then uh, as real as they are on the shelf or in your hand or in your glass uh, when you're enjoying uh, Rogue's take on them. So let's let's hear from the man himself and, and jump into a cool combo with Hagen. All right, exciting stuff. That was delicious. And I'm pumped to just kind of go next level with this beer and talk to people from Rogue themselves, not just any person. Hagen Morris here, the VP of Marketing and Creative for Rogue Ales and Spirits. Hagen, how's it going, man? How's how's the day treating you? Uh, it's great. I went down to Newport today and back to Portland. Uh, it's been a, a rainy trip, but uh, right. nonetheless, it's always good to get down to the coast and uh, back home now. So good day so far. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Excellent. I'm already jealous just in the introduction title, Rogue Ales and Spirits. Anybody that's fortunate enough to get their hands on the spirit side of Rogue, Please send me a message and let me know what I'm missing out on. Um, <laughs> but with Hagen on the show, and anytime I'm fortunate enough to talk to somebody that works in a brewery, like where the source of truth comes from, the first question I want to ask you, and I'm hoping that all of our listeners want to hear it too, when you're finishing up a shift at work, traveling across state lines, sometimes you come home, <laughs> you're punching the clock, you're getting ready to get done. What's what? Do you have like? Is there a beer that you usually go to to finish up a shift or on a late Friday night? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's it varies. You know, we brew a lot of different beers, so it just kind of depends on what mood I'm in, but. Typically, I am in the mood for an IPA. That's my favorite beer. I'm not uh, a unique snowflake in that category, but uh, <laughs> uh, I do love them. And uh, I grew up here on the West Coast, and so West Coast IPAs are my favorite. And right now, it's it's got to be this guy, the Colossal Claw. Ooh, yeah. And impressive stuff. I love it. And so... Yeah. Claude and, and Batsquatch are kind of the center of, of this, um, what I think is an amazing campaign that Rogue's building. It reminds me of some of my favorite movies. 
the the kind of battle of monsters, which we'll try and elaborate on here. The first question I want to ask, we featured Batsquatch last season. Claude looks like a fierce competitor. Where did the idea kind of come from in your head as you're, as you're trying to figure it? Like, how do you decide we'll do monster battles with IPA? How is that? I don't know if you can answer that question, but like, where did the chocolate chip cookie come from? Was there something that kind of spurred your inspiration for that? Yeah, I mean, how do you not, right? <laughs> that's a better question, right? No, yeah, I mean, that's really it. We have these two great beers, and the stories behind them are, they just have to be told. And, and that's kind of being a coastal brewer, that's built into our DNA. We're all, whether you're at the bar, or you're at a bonfire on the beach, you're going to hear somebody tell a big, like tall tale fishing story or something, you know, about mm. the, the fish that got away or something. And, and it's always a little bit unbelievable. And so it, it's only natural for us uh, to, to take these beers and, and these great stories of these monsters uh, that are actually rooted here in the Northwest as well and tell the stories of the beers and, and the, and the monsters behind them. I, I, I'm a, self-proclaimed nerd love every bit of this uh i was on your your website for this there's a video i guess a, a, like a cartoon or an animation of kind of like the lore you could watch in real life how is a is a brewery i don't think of you as like the hanna-barbera studios in <laughs> in the shed how did you guys put that video together if, if, if you can answer yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was all done in-house by our in-house creative team. Uh, it's about a, a four-person team. Uh, it includes myself, uh, a guy named Aaron Ughawk, a guy named Evan Bartholomew, and a guy named Noah Smith. And, uh, yeah, we all just kind of sit around and, and kicked around some ideas. Uh, Aaron did the heavy lifting on the animation. Uh, Noah put all the, uh, the video editing together and the sound editing together. Uh, I helped with write the story. And then uh, Evan is the uh, the voiceover on the character, the old man that's telling the, the fishing stories there. And then Noah is the uh, voiceover of the uh, the guy buying beer. So uh, we all work together. It's a fun collaborative effort, and it's it's all done in house. And and honestly, it was a kind of a learning on the job project. Wow, <laughs> we didn't know how to animate before we did this. So uh, holy cow, pretty, pretty happy with the way it turned out. Yeah. That's that's amazing. That's so cool. And guys, if you haven't seen it yet, you got to go over to monstersofipa.com. Watch these videos of Bat Squatch, of Colossal Claude. Like it, it's amazing. It's funny. And I, I should point out something that you know that I think needs to be said. It's it's not just like really cool animation, but it's funny. The stories obviously are fantastic. These are legendary monsters we're talking about here um so it's got everything it was like i it ended and i was like nah like where's the next episode where's i want a season let's keep going let's make bat squatch work at the post office let's have colossal claude <laughs> you know be the harbor master like where does this go is like what's what's next um but i, I just enjoy the heck out of it so if you haven't gone over to monsters of ipa.com yet do it you won't be disappointed it was again i just didn't want it to end i felt like a kid on saturday morning reaching for lucky charms but it's, yeah right instead i fell in colossal cloud and that squatch and that's that's good that's what i should be finding um uh right now no more lucky charms for me keep the marshmallows away um so okay so this again watch this awesome video guys if you haven't but when you watch this i mean for me and really even before the video 
thinking about the idea of the monsters of IPA and this kind of battle that could happen, I'm sure as you guys were, you know, making these videos and talking about these, the beers and the monsters, there was discussion of who would win in a fight. It's a dark night down by the beach and two shady figures emerge, one from land, one from sea. It's Basquatch versus Colossal Claude. What ha- what happens, Hagen? Like what what goes down? Who do you got on the on the betting pool? Where's what's the over? What's the under? <laughs> well, we're gonna have to uh, talk to Vegas to see what the odds are. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we started the project, we we wanted to start with the origin stories of kind of yeah. where these uh, myths or legends were were originated. Um, so that was that's the starting point. We hope to someday get into some more maybe battle scenes or or having the the creatures do some other fun stuff too. Uh, yeah, but it is it is a lot of work to do these animations. So uh, this will this will come out over time, you know. Uh, but we do aim to have a lot of fun with it. I, I guess if I had to pick one, which guy, which one's going to win, the Bat Squatch or the Colossal Claude? I, I don't know, man. I think it'd be a tough battle, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to give the edge to Claude. I mean, I, he's like forty. He's like forty feet long. Right. He's in the. He can go under the water. Batsquatch, you know, kind of has to fly above and try and come right. down like a raptor and, right. and grab him. But I think he's too big to pull out of the water. And I think he would just yeah. get him yep. with his head and his neck and those big old teeth. And right. I mean, I think once once Claude got a bite of, of Batsquatch, if he was able to pull Over. him out of the water, it's it's done. So I think you're right. My I money's think. on Claude. Yeah, I think that's John. Do you have any early six, thoughts? Six or, pack yeah. of bat squatch, undefeatable. You just need them all <laughs> clipped together. <laughs> that's right. Well, I mean, I tell you what. I think this this is a funny, you know, uh, brain teaser we had at the office of who would. Which I'm sure it's not just at the office. It's a common one of who would win the gorilla or the grizzly bear battle. That old chestnut. And my first question was always where where is the battle? And I think you make a great point. If it's water, it's over. It's colossal clod all day. But maybe if he's coming into his cave or getting out of the water for some reason and Bat Squatch catches him at that right moment, maybe he has the edge, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's over the water, it's one and done. There's no way Bat Squatch walks away, I don't think. But that would be what an unreal thing to stumble upon early in the morning grabbing your fishing spot and you just right what is that is that a what is that, is that a pack of dogs what am i hearing is that mechanical what am i looking at over there and then it's a anyway i'm sure there are plenty of right tall tales as you, you mentioned that that start very similar to that that have at least clawed in them um, we would be so lucky to witness that <laughs> See. I mean, right what a year well i mean you're right anything can happen now um hot dog so <laughs> steven spielberg's so, calling that's right. He'll, yeah, he probably already owns the rights to it. He's a smart guy. Oh, so, all right. So, thinking, you know, kind of, I know you guys have some other amazing beers like Combat Wombat, which is kind of a monster. Um, yeah. But is there anything else like in the works at Rogue right now, or kind of what's coming up next for you guys? What's what's in the kind of the pipeline? Yeah, um, I will tease a, a third monster is in the works. Oh. Uh, and that will be coming out next year. So early next year, look for that probably January release on that. But uh, yes. there is a third monster and uh, it will be an IPA. So we're going to IPA theme. Um, the so battle continues. Awesome. Holy cow. Hot tip, hot take. This is amazing. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Great. Uh, also kind of coming up in, into the summer season, we're getting into that. So some of the lighter beers are, are we're focusing on uh, uh, our next campaign is, is kind of road days for summer, the road days of summer. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of focusing on light beers for long days, like out here in the Northwest. Uh, sometimes the, the summer, the sun doesn't set until like 9.30, 9.45 at night. Yeah. So you get these really long, long days and it, it uh, makes for a lot of activities and you're, you're doing stuff. And so you don't want stuff that's going to slow you down and you want to be able to, you know, drink all day on, a, on your day off or whatever. And so uh, Dreamland right there is a American blogger. And I know you guys are, this is yeah. the blogger for you guys. So. Yes. <laughs> Wanted to show you that. Uh, it's a perfect beer for, for those long summer days. So that'll be a big part of that. And the other one is called Newport Days, which they're both like nice lighter lighter uh, ABV beers and very sessionable. Wow, that's amazing. Well, yeah, you heard it here first, Drinking Socially fans. Grab that lager. It's coming. You're the lager. Don't be left behind. But that sounds, yeah, that sounds amazing. Obviously, John and I are sold on it. It's not hard to sell an amazing new lager to us. But this has been a blast, Hagen, man. Thanks for hanging out with us, giving us the inside scoop of the Monsters of IPA. I, I mean, I now can't wait for January, which is a weird thing I never say, because who wants to be excited about January? January but now I can't. 1st, yeah. Harrison's going to be emailing you about the new monster. Where Just a it? quick heads up. Right. And we got we'll have to have you back and we can now it's a now it's a three it's a it's a tag team battle. There's all kinds of possibilities now. It's I mean it really it, the stakes keep getting higher and higher. Uh, but I for one I'm excited, also excited it's an IPA. Um, but this was a blast. And again, guys, the, the website is monstersofipa.com. Go check it out. These videos, they're a hoot, and obviously grab these beers. John and I are loving them. Um, we're enjoying the heck out of them. And again, thanks. Thanks, Hagen. This has been really cool. Yeah, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, and I'm uh, happy to come back anytime. All right, guys. How about that? Isn't Hagen awesome? That was so cool to hear about that. Here are they basically like learned how to animate on the fly. <laughs> right. And made what right, are you such doing a today? cool cartoon. Right, exactly. I'm I'm creating cartoons. Isn't your aren't don't you draw labels for breweries? Nope, not today. Today I'm bringing monsters to life. See you later. That's oh man, that's that's someone's Cheers dream, and those guys are living bro. it right. Whew, I love it. This is this is killer. All right, cool. So, like we mentioned earlier, Colossal Claude, it's helping us in many ways, feeling great right now, but also knocking up maybe another level of the hopped up badge. So, before we talk about how high I might be in it. Uh, and how not high I am compared to John, probably. Let's just learn about the badge a little more. What do we? What is this thing? I know it's pretty straightforward, but kind of surprising some of the beers that unlock this thing, maybe, for some people. Yeah, it's, I mean, untapped craft beer, the supermarket shelf, the world is flooded with IPAs right now. For good or for bad, IPA is a good beer indisputable is there maybe too much of them some people would say that the older Mm. i get the more i tend to complain about things (laughs) but what i like about there's a hop to down badge on untapped as well we're featuring the hopped up and what i like about this is if there's a way to kind of measure what type of ipa drinker you are Mm. it's around that threshold on untapped to earn and level up, it has to be you're drinking a beer over 65 IBUs. 
And when we talk about, uh, well, let's talk about the beers that have most commonly unlocked this badge. Yeah. So at the top of the list, if you remember back in the day when this was like, this was, this beer was incredible. Ballast Point, Grapefruit Sculpin. Maybe some haven't had that beer in a while, but I remember wondering how I was going to take out a second mortgage to afford another (laughs) six pack of it. But at the same point, it was delicious. It was like life changing, great beer, bitter, grapefruit was a perfect. And then you see other beers on this badge like Stone IPA, just legit straight up Stone IPA. You'll mm-hmm. find their delicious IPA, which I think is amazing. It's almost yep. gluten free. It's it's got these mm-hmm. beautiful song to hops in that beer. Um, the arrogant consortia, arrogant bastard ale, is on here. Yes, um, Hyali, Dale's Pale Classic. Ale, Classic uh, Dogfish ninety minutes. So the beers that were really popular and exciting five, six, seven years ago the beers that had bitterness in them. These yeah. are the beers that most commonly are unlocking this badge. So it's in a way, if I can sell this to you, the hopped up badge is like a badge of honor in untapped, or at least like a badge of seniority or tenure that says right. I've been drinking IPAs for a while. Cause if you go right. out Julius, almost anything from Trillium, great beers, but yep. I would imagine it's rare that you're going to find them with a lot of bitterness. So right. one of the coolest beers that's on this badge isn't an IPA. And Harrison exactly. sometimes talks about this when we drink a stout. Old Rasputin from North Boom. Coast. We've had that on the show Boom. before. It's above 65 IBU. It's a stout. But you can. we've had a couple like that where the stouts are bitter as well. And that's... Ah. Not something most people think of. The higher the IBUs, the more grown up, the more mature the drinker. I think of them mm. as like a, like a a warm red Cabernet in the beer world. Ooh, what about yeah, you, it's, Harrison? Right, it's, it's big, it's bold. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I love that Old Rasputin lands on this list as well. It's got nine percent uh, ABV, seventy five IBUs. We we did it on the podcast last season. I believe it was last season. Um, but yeah, a like time big ago. A time ago, in the past, for the future, time is a flat circle. We're going way back. Anyway, uh, one person will laugh at that. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes. I mean, yeah, a lot of those big stouts to kind of – more booze has got – you know, you achieve that by adding more malt. And you don't want something that's too malt-forward and cloying and kind of gross and syrupy. So balance it out with some hops and a lot of – Imperial stouts are just loaded with hops too, but they're such big beers and they're still malt forward that you may not even notice that this has the same well, North coast solar Rasputin has the same IBUs as colossal Claude. And I, I wouldn't have guessed that. And I, you know, had very familiar with both of them. So of course the malt bill plays a huge role in how you are, experiencing that bitterness so again that kind of plays to our larger point of ibus may not really be measuring what you think they're measuring and we will eventually do an episode of the longest running promise on any (laughs) podcast ever we will we'll surprise you with no warning it's going to show up and you're going to be bored it's not as exciting as as any of you are probably (laughs) but um but again to, to john's point it's not just ipas on here this is a simple badge. If it's above 65 IBUs, 
it goes to it. So I have a lot of stouts on mine. I had like a big 10.5% stout from Heist Brewing out of Charlotte that had like 85 IBUs that helped me get to where I'm at now. But let's Speaking let's get to that. So yeah, right yeah. Now. Yeah. Um, I'll go first because I, I feel like this lends itself more to my category. Uh, maybe not. I don't like, like I said, these are like, these are old guy IPAs. So yeah. this, we'll see where you land, Harrison. I leveled up this badge by drinking a beer from 18th Street's Brewery in Hammond, Indiana. Big nice. shout out to Brian. Thanks for the share. The beer was amazing. It was called Villain. It was like, citrus fruit ipa it was delicious mm. and i hit with that check-in i hit level 53 harrison hot dog balls in your all right uh, and once again ball. right ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and once again i'm gonna come up short so i am at level 41 so i'm i mean relatively close to you I'm like 50 beers away, but or not well, yeah, a little more than that or something. Maybe if math is working in my head, is that right? 25 beers, yeah, something it's, like that. It doesn't matter. Close. 41 and 53 though. Like no one cares uh, about them. It's either a hundred, none, or you're stuck in the middle. So we're yeah, close. You're right. Man. So we're working our way to, to a hundred. Um, and you know, I, I'm kind of disappointed in myself cause I, I fancy myself a West coast IPA head, but maybe, Maybe not. Maybe the data tells me something differently. In any respect, I recently leveled up this just last weekend uh, with a Boonshine IPA. Um, so Boonshine's a brewery in North Carolina. They're kind of flagship IPA. and clocks in around like 70 IBUs or so. Um, and hadn't had it in a bit. Recently came back to town, grabbed one, enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I'm at level 41, but now seeing that, I mean, that's a I got some work to do, but maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll secretly do it and we'll check in towards the end of the season and perhaps we can, we can battle out this badge again and, and maybe have some Ooh. success with it. Unlike the, if, the if we, if we could get an assistant and a second pair of glasses, I would love to recap oh, where we yes. were when we recorded each episode and make that like a fun. Christmas send off. Um, yep. We won't do that because time will take over, but maybe yeah. that'd be a cool idea. One thing that That's might be important. holding you back, Harrison, is I think no matter how many times you check into Sierra Nevada's Torpedo. That's the problem. So yeah. it might just be a matter of you're really brand loyal. I am. I drink a lot of Torpedo. And uh, I, I, did, I didn't I did want to give myself an excuse. So I'm glad you did for me, John. You're right. <laughs> All those torpedoes and, you know, two-hearteds and high lies are not helping me um because uh, i just yeah only helped me once but that's okay anyway let us know what you got level you guys are at in the comments what beer recently unlocked it for you go through that list this is one of those badges where you can look through it and see all the beers you've had that's helped you level it up there were some cool ones in there it was, it was great i mean Again, as John and I kind of do this in real time, we're learning a lot about, I don't know, ourselves. I'm having a lot of memories come up. I went through this list earlier, and again, saw that high spear that I forgot I had, and the check-in and the picture was great. It was a great night. Brought a lot of memories back of enjoying that. There were a lot of beers on this list. The first one that I, I had that went to unlocking level one of this badge was the 2014 version of Stone's uh, 420, enjoy by 420 beer, 420, 2014. 
that was the first one I had that kind of sent me down the hopped up uh, badge path. And that was uh, a great beer. And it's funny, I was looking at it in my, in my, um, in my phone. And as I was looking at it, I got an alert from a local verified venue. They had just tapped stones 420 2021. So some weird serendipitous universal kind of time is a flat circle. circle. <laughs> <laughs> but it did. Harrison I couldn't can't make wishes it up. every day was inception. Um, every day sometimes is inception. he makes it come true. If I, uh, I try to nap enough each day to make it happen. <laughs> here's a here's a, a a cool call to action uh, to use yes. a buzzword a question for everyone listening that i just yeah. made up yep which is higher you're hopped up or you're hopped down if you're watching Ooh. on youtube you can realize that i don't know how to put a phone on youtube but <laughs> my hopped up i'm level 53 my hops down i'm level 48 it's a Ooh, close race, neck and but neck for you. Turns out I'm an IBU guy just by a just by a hair. I love that. Let me grab mine real quick. So, hop, oh man, hopped up forty one, hopped down twenty seven. Mm, turns so, out Harrison again, really does like lagers. I just keep drinking, but at the same ones, it helps nobody. It doesn't <laughs> help anyone at all. I'm sure there's just a hundred check ins of Sam Adams Oktoberfest in here. Or Yingling, or I'm looking at my list right now, see if I can find any culprits that I uh, repeatedly imbibe on the lower side of the IBUs here. Narragansett Lager, help me. That beer I drink a lot in the summer. We'll probably talk about it, maybe even drink it this year when Jaws season comes back into play. Um, let's talk. Oh, man, there are a ton of pumpkin beers on this. That's pretty funny. Oh, that's wow. probably why I'm guilty. I just drink the same pumpkin beers each year. Anyway, again, not making excuses. John's just better at checking in beers than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of memories in here. Again, I wonder if this is fun. But we'll do hop down. I mean, we have to eventually. Um, we have to. But I'll be sad that show when I learn that. Uh, well, I've already, I've already We've lost. Got time, man. Oh, all right, give me all the miles and the loggers. It's the year of the logger. Maybe that'll make the difference. You know, That's a show lot. I'm scared about is the All American show where we have to drink Coors and Miller and Bud Light, and I am scared for that one. I'll bring the hot dogs. You bring bring the buns, and we'll we'll make it happen. No sleeves. Just dunk them in the beer. Is that does that's that it. count as drinking that's the what, beer? It's yeah, that's what you do to, when you're trying to eat a lot of hot dogs. Got to break that bun down, drink, dump it in the drink, and then you shoot it down the gullet. That's the Joey Chestnut move right there, and that's a man who knows how to eat. <laughs> what about good beer? Do you have any good beer <laughs> stories to recap on this? Good show? beer, good. I have a best beer. How about that? Uh, a best beer of the week. So I, I enjoyed um, something that I'm sure helped me move along. Actually, I know it did. Uh, this same badge, the opt-up badge, I finally got my hands on Axeman from Surly Brewing Company out of Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis. So uh, that was... They, we've been seeing a little bit more of their stuff coming out here to, to North Carolina, I don't know, the past year or so um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but Axemen hadn't made it yet, or at least I hadn't been lucky to grab it if and when it did. And so Paybeer, a local bottle shop, I saw they grabbed some and shot right over and was like, just give me a four pack. I got to know what this is all about. 
because uh, it's it's a lead it's I would call it legendary. I mean, it's a beer that I've heard of forever. That people are like it's great, and it was exactly what I wanted it to. It was like a dank kind of classic. I guess we'll say old school, definitely West Coast IPA. It was it was exactly what I wanted it to be. I was not let down at all. That's pretty exciting um, when that happens, and it's a beer I've thought about for years, and you know, finally got my hands on. It. I was like, this is great. I wish I'll get more. Um, so kudos to everyone at Surly cranking it out um, and getting Axeman this way because I, I really enjoyed it. And I will be looking for it again and grabbing what I can while I can because it's they're kind of every once in a while Surly shows up. You never know when. So you got to kind of scoop it up when you when you see it. But Axeman delivered um, and I enjoyed it. What about you, John? What did you uh, come across this past week for your best beer of the week? A, qu- a quick tangent. My first Surly beer was handed off to me in a bar in North Carolina. We were both talking about, we were just like nerding out about the beer lists. And the, the stranger next to me was like, have you ever had Surly? And immediately I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to ask me about like Dark Lord or some amazing beer that I've never had from the Midwest before. Yep. And he ended up handing me an Axeman can, if I remember correctly, warm from a cargo. That's what cargo pockets are for. <laughs> Pulled it out of his cargo pocket, handed it to me, my pissed. first surly wow. beer. And uh and it was amazing. Wow. That's I don't anyways, nostalgic, great story. Um yes. My beer of the week is from the Lost Abbey, who is someone that we should also Ooh, feature on the show. Yeah. An amazingly talented brewery. And the beer that I remember most fondly is called Libra Divini. Libra mm. Divini. Lib, it's like a Harry Potter spell. What it is, is 7% wild ale. So this is a farmhouse ale on Untapped. And the taste is lemon graham crackers just mind-blowing nice. like yes sour wow. ale in the true form not which yeah. i love the fruited berliners but this was like a wild sour and yeah. it was phenomenal best beer i've yes. had of the week maybe even of the month Ooh, fantastic sold yeah we should definitely get lost abby on get port brewing on talk about that whole thing but um yeah oh, I'm, <laughs> which I'm are they on both that. the same either way yeah no one knows. Um, yeah. Right. Show me your tax returns. Who do you work for? Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll get to the bottom of it. Maybe. Maybe we won't. But recapping this show, we had an amazing guest. The first guest on season four, I think, yes. comes from Rogue Ales and Spirits, if you're lucky enough to live around them. Um, so thanks so much, Hagen, for joining us and kind of describing some of the lore behind the lore behind these monsters of IPA. Yes. We had beer on the show. Thank you, Claude, for making an appearance. Ooh. You're beautiful. You're deadly. But Batsquatch would win in a fight. And thank you for listening. If you've had a good time and you're drinking your second beer and thinking about a cheeseburger and a kick-ass <laughs> IPA, please... <laughs> Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, send a comment, let Harrison know that his t-shirt game is tip top. Otherwise, yeah, next week we are traveling again. Well, not really. We're not, never leave this room. <laughs> you don't leave that room. <laughs> uh, we just send carrier pigeons out the window with beer. 
um, and asking for help and food when we need it. But kind of virtually traveling or beer traveling, whatever. Just as the weather down here is starting a little bit warmer, we're going north. The great white north, actually. So check back next week. We've got some really cool beers from Canada. Grab breweries up there. Um, we got our mitts on. We got a lot to talk about those beers specifically. You may already know if you've been following Untapped social media, there was a little bit of a back and forth a couple of months ago about loggers and Untapped and Canada and whatever. We've gotten to the bottom of it. We're going to drink to the bottom, at least the bottom of the can um, next week and work to unlock that batch. I don't think I've really done any work on. So love to tune back again next week and find out. But until then, thanks for helping us hunt monsters and drink beers. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.